You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It is fantastic to see you. You know, I thought we were going to be joined by one all-star today, but we ended up getting two. Do you see how lucky we are, Bruce? You, you see how lucky we are? See, good things come to those who wait, yeah? And we've been patiently waiting for quite some time. The last we heard of this gentleman who's joining us today. Marty, how you doing today, by the way? Nice to see you. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine and dandy, like a hard candy Christmas. Thank you very That's much. That's fantastic. That's great. Bruce, I know you're healthy and alive. But the gentleman that is joining us today, the, uh, the very special uh, individual that's joining us today, was somebody we haven't heard from in quite some time. Last we heard... He fell asleep in the dirt on the U.S.-Mexico border, and we know that there's been a crisis going on down there. And we haven't seen or heard from him since. Uh, and it's nice to know that you're uh, you're still with us, GP. How are you? Cages are good. I mean, Cages oh, are good. Uh, the, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The training. Um, the uh, I'm doing fine. Train just just training away. I'm doing just doing just dandy. I Have don't you know been about a hard candy Christmas? But I'm, I'm doing dandy. <laughs> Have you been back down near the border? Have you, have you seen all the, the mm-hmm. mess that's down yeah. there? Oh, and I, I'm, where I go, it's there's not a big mess. Um, no? A lot of border okay. patrol. I, I will definitely say the the border patrol has beefed up their uh, their staff because every I, I didn't go five minutes without seeing one of the jeeps running by. Are there a lot of people running over the border? I'm sure. Uh, we're up to only about six thousand apprehensions a day, roughly. I mean, that's that's just an estimate, so could be could be less than. Well, that. I, know I, I know in 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 the uh, going from this perspective, and and it's there's four thousand children right now that are in cages that are being locked up that are locked up four thousand. Yes, that we know currently, and it's horrifying. Yes, that both sides can't come to some sort of. I don't know. Peaceable yes no. way of yes handling no. this. Yes and no. And here's it's here's a cartel. Why I say it's no. making it worse. Cartels making it worse. We it's bad in the sense because it's good and bad because it's good because the children are safe. Yes. It's bad because the children are away from their families. Yes. Um, but the the problem is is we don't know why those kids are here in terms of like was it the cartel trafficking in them? Was we do it, know. Um, Most of them is cartel trafficking. I, I understand, but they're—that's not a hundred percent of them, is what I'm getting at. It's not okay. like they're not all sex trafficking or or human trafficking. Mm. The the some of them may legitimately be. Um, they're trying to use them as anchors, if you will, for the family. Right? Mm. The, there is an element of that as well. Or the kids just are are orphaned and and heard it was better here. I mean, you know, there there could be an element of that as well. But I'm pretty sure the four year old is not. Yeah taking a trip from El Salvador all the way to the border by themselves. Yeah, definitely exactly. not. The majority of them are like 
uh, teens, though. Teens and preteens is the majority of them. Before we get too intertwined into a uh, into a border discussion, because we know how much of a uh, how much of a pain that whole situation <laughs> down there has been. It's a it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. It is. It's oh, no, no. It's just a difficulty, according to the DHS secretary. Well, I'm well, he's, surprised how racist Biden's being by having the wall there. He doesn't. I, I don't even think he knows where the border is at this point. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not counting him. Got hairy legs. I got hairy legs. He does. He does. You had to. You had to. You had to yank his chain, didn't you? Marty, you look like you want to say something before I get into the UK stuff. No, no, I'm fine. I'm just having a laugh at his hairy legs. Yeah, his hairy legs. Yeah. yeah. We used to have a, a comic duo called Morecambe and Wise, and Ernie Wise was known for his short, fat, hairy legs. And yeah. That just made me laugh. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, okay, so let's get into some. Uh, since you're here today, let's get into some uh, some UK stuff. The UK. L- listen to this. There's a policy paper that's out now. I just caught. Uh, I just caught this the other day. This is from gov.uk. So this is right from your government's website. The UK Digital Identity and Attributes Trust Framework is what the policy paper is about. The government is inviting feedback on new requirements for organizations wanting to provide or consume digital identity products and services. How well is that going to fly in the UK? Because there's a petition. You know how your government circulates petitions that people can sign online. There's a petition that is circling right now against COVID-19 passports, the digital passports, you know, with phones and things like that. There is a a petition that is circulating now. Last I saw, I think it was this morning, has got over 200,000 signatures and it just started a couple of days ago. So they're moving ahead. Uh, with this, and, and I've got more uh, of this that that we can get into. Um, there was uh, a statement that Boris made, uh, I believe, uh, today about that. Somebody sent me this uh, today. Yeah, uh, it says Britain will help shape a new global order and leave behind an outdated international system which no longer serves the country's interest. Boris Johnson's government has declared ahead of the Integrated Review of Defense, Security, and Foreign Policies. Ah, well. Boris is um, barking up the wrong tree, isn't he? Boris is, without a shadow of a doubt, a fully paid up member of the Build Back Better Bastards. And that's all we're going to be hearing from him. We were conned. We as a nation were conned. We thought he had our best interests at heart. We thought he was the man to properly get us out of Europe. And we've been sold down the river. By the way, it's not the government, although it's on a government website, it's not the government that puts these uh, petitions round. Oh, it's not? Um, no. Anyone no, no, no. Can it's, go on. Yeah, it, anybody can start those. I, oh, the petitions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was talking about yeah. a policy. I, I was referencing a policy paper. Uh, but yeah, I well, also saw that there is a petition that is circulating hmm. for your government against them implementing COVID-19 passports, just so I'm clear. I think what the government does is set how many people need to sign the petitions for them to become uh, spoken about in the House and and become part of the agenda for that day's business. And um, if that one's got 200,000 signatures, then normally it's around 150,000 to 200,000 signatures required before the government will act on the petition. But the thing that you described at the start of this just sounds like social scoring and it's all part of the bigger plan as we know so yeah he's going to try and push for it and get that policy through i just hope there is enough 
people with integrity left inside Westminster to stop it dead in the water. But we've seen with, um, you'll have to excuse me, I can never remember politicians' name, names. It's just Desmond Swain, I believe you're me. thinking of. That's him. You Look at that. We're, you're in my head. Yeah, so Desmond scary, Swain. Scary thought. His, I know, it's a scary place. So Desmond Swain, you'd think he was, uh, with his rhetoric, that he was one of the good guys, but he was one of the first, as soon as the age bracket opened up, to have his COVID jab and to um, advertise the fact. Now, it's not my place to tell anyone to have the jab or not to have the jab. Nothing to do with me. It's all individual decisions. But the way in which he advertised the fact that he'd had his inoculation made me totally lose any respect I had for him. So I'm hoping there's there's that there's still enough people with integrity in Westminster to save us. But we've had this discussion before and pretty much the whole body politic is rotten and stinks like fish and fish always rot from the head. Yeah. So Boris is rotten. Don't you find it strange? And I was actually thinking about this today. The UK, you guys voted for Brexit, obviously, and you know, a few years ago. I'm not talking about uh, uh, the election of the the Tory government. I'm talking, but that plays a part in this because, as you said, you were conned. Okay. Well, the the US, we also voted for Donald Trump shortly after you had your first Brexit vote. Okay. So here's an example of two populations democratically taking back their own destiny, if you will. Okay putting ourselves back on the path of our own choosing. Don't you find it strange that now we're looking at a situation where we have both of our governments that have a majority stranglehold and nothing can be done because they're both run by one party states? You notice that? Don't, don't you find that kind of odd that we have this massive uh, awakening and this political backlash at the ballot box and now all of a sudden we're completely helpless to do everything against it? You notice that? Well, it's like Mr. Carroll... Quigley says in the big book, it's all about the decline and we are in decline. Our civilization is in decline. But it's been a planned decline. It hasn't been done by by sheer accident. It's been done on purpose by a bunch of suicidal maniacs. Well, they're homicidal maniacs because they want well, to reduce the population by 80%. Yeah. And you know, I got a clip of Gates here saying just that, but go ahead. We'll, we'll get into that shortly. Yeah. But it's, um, it is strange that we voted for the people we wanted to get in. They got in and they were still completely undermined or corrupt. Now, in the case of Trump, as unpalatable man as it, as I find him, I don't think he was as corrupt as, as people would say. I think he was standing against it, which is why he had to go, because the New World Order just couldn't cope with the leader of the free world not doing their bidding. Whereas Boris Johnson, I think he's been part of it from the start now. That's that's just the way it feels. He comes from money. He comes from a European family background. And because uh, let's face it, English people don't get called Boris. Um, he, he he's I can't remember exactly where his family comes from, but it's Eastern Europe somewhere. And yeah, I, I think he's he's of that mindset. He's he's of that new world order mindset. So what they've done, uh, and it's, it's no good us harping on about it, but they in the, in the States, they stole the election and democracy has ceased to exist. It ceased to exist here in the UK. It ceased to exist in the US. And um, the next thing that will have to happen if 
the people don't want to be run roughshod over is a horrible rebellion on both sides of the pond. And it's scary, it's frightening, nobody wants it. But at the same time... They're not giving people you, a whole lot of options. Well, if you, if you want any kind of real future for, for your offspring, we have to stand up against what's going on and, and what's being forced upon us. And the, you know, I, I don't want it to happen, but I can see it happening. A bit of uh, house cleaning. Boris was born in New York, New York. Oh, yes, that's right. He is an American. I forgot about that. He's an American? Boris Johnson is, yeah. He was born in the, born in the U.S. Yeah, but their, their family name wasn't Johnson. Well, <laughs> Johansson. The the royal family doesn't come from England. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're quite right. It doesn't. It's it's German. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you did, just real quick? Right before before we get off topic here too far. Did you celebrate Bench Day, Marty? What on earth is Bench Day? Bench Day. This was actually a trending hashtag on Twitter in the UK. Uh, and it was hashtag Bench Day. It was a big day for Brits as the government allowed them to sit on park benches. Well, isn't that nice? Being able to sit on a park bench. But you have, still have to sit just one person to a park bench that would normally take three people. So that no, you, can you can sit two. Distance. You can sit two, but you have to sit on opposite as long ends as of the one bench. Is at either end. Yes. Like the, the um, Simon and Garfunkel song, old friend sat on a park bench like bookends. Yeah. No, no, I didn't celebrate bench day. I haven't been out very much at all. I did <laughs> I did go around to a hardware store that's just around the corner from my house that has remained open. And I, I went in with my muzzle on and got a real bargain on a on a length of heavy chain for my my latest purchase, which is a boat. And the, Is that for your anchor? Shop, no, no, it's just to lock it up to stop the thieving sods around here from stealing it. And he said, oh, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the COVID idiots. I said, by that, do you mean all the people that are buying this crap that we're being fed, you know, that believe it 100%? No, no, I mean all the people who haven't done what they're supposed to do and stay away and not meet and do this and do that. I nearly didn't make the purchase, but he gave me such a bargain on it that I had to. Um, I, I had to bite my lip because you have to be so careful. Like when I was in hospital talking to NHS staff, you have to be really careful how you ask a question and what you say, because before you know it, they will turn against you. It's incredible, isn't it, what they've actually been able to to pull off psychologically with people. You know, I was telling uh, Bruce the other day, I, I ran into this guy at the, you know, I've talked to before and... All he was doing was telling me about record-breaking uh, COVID vaccine numbers and how how much the U.S. is doing things right and uh, how the Europeans have screwed this whole thing up and people aren't doing what they're supposed to do so we can get out of this mess. And it was the same kind of deal. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm shocked. Like, I'm horrified by what I'm hearing out of this guy. He says, well, you know, what do you think? And I said, I think people are going to have to do in the end what's right for them and their families. How, how do you... How do you talk to someone like that? This is somebody that's into, I mean, this is somebody that's a personal trainer that's into health and fitness that should know this kind of stuff. They're the types of people that I would expect to be out there educating others on what they should or shouldn't do, on whether or not they uh, well, uh, should keep a, keep and no, maintain no, a healthy no lifestyle. Offense, no offense to to phys, uh, you know, personal trainers and people no, of course who work not. In, no, of course not. In, in sport and leisure, but let's face it, the phys ed teachers at school weren't the sharpest tools in the box, were they? Fair point. Fair point. And people who go to university to, to study physics or chemistry or, or the classics or, or medicine um, are one thing. But because nowadays 
everyone's got to go to university or college, as, as you'd call it in the States. You get people who are now, uh, you know, they know all about exercise routines and they can name all the muscle groups and tell you what a good nutritional diet is, but haven't got the slightest clue about the political situation in their own country because they've not been educated on it. We've been dumbed down. You will meet people who have got these kinds of opinions and it's it's based in ignorance. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised or shocked by his opinion because I'm I'm fully aware of how dumb we've become. And I've got to be careful because the last one I was on was an uncensored Room 101. And some of these phrases I'm coming out with have got great alliteration if you use the odd expletive. So I must be careful not to. I, I noticed you're kind of struggling over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's stating right now that you're, everybody's immune to the virus after getting the vaccine. What would change? What? If you look up whether you're immune uh, after the vaccine, remember for the longest time, it's always been you can still get it and you can still give it to people. Now it says yeah. you're immune and you can't give it to anyone. Did they change the definition? <laughs> no, they just, stopped all, they just stopped all those CCP agents aerosoling the thing all around the place. That's what they did. Our deaths per day now are down to about 120. That's impossible because you but, need to have 60,000 people dying a day in order to maintain <laughs> the numbers. But yeah. here, here's the thing, though. We knew that they've been changing definitions. So if this is just another definition change, if that's all they've done here, because if this what they're calling a vaccine, which isn't even actually a vaccine, makes you 100 percent immune or whatever, that would be the most effective vaccine that's ever been created. If that's the case, mm -hmm. there, there's nothing out there that protects you 100 percent. We even had the, the, the chief health minister in Canada come out yesterday and say there's no guarantee that this is even going to protect you. She said that on national TV up there. Fauci, when he was being interviewed by whoever that Hispanic comedian, Mexican comedian, I think he's not American. He was being interviewed by him and uh, it wasn't fluffy, was it? No, this I honestly I, I don't remember what this guy's name is. I've never heard of him before. Okay, he was uh, grilling him. Basically, he this guy was actually he knew he knew he knew his stuff and and caught Fauci off guard quite a few times. But anyway, Fauci said that the vaccine was a pharmaceutical. Basically, when you boil down what he said, it's a or excuse me, not a pharmaceutical, therapeutic. it's a um, therapeutic. Because basically, he was saying that you take the vaccine, it reduces your 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 symptoms. So basically, he was saying if you would be symptomatic before, this would make you asymptomatic if you took the vaccine. So you would right. still get infected, but not trans, uh, not um, have symptoms. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing that we're segueing into the vaccines because there's a I mean, there's more on this today. The Swedes have uh, have shut it down. Sweden has uh, stopped the AstraZeneca vaccine over uh, possible side effects. Uh, so they are now one of 16 countries, 16 EU nations have now shut it down uh, because of uh, blood clots. So Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and others uh, have suspended it pending an investigation. Austrian authorities have also said that, and this is, uh, this we just got this one today, said that uh, on March 7th, a 49-year-old woman died as a result of severe coagulation disorder after taking the shot and that a 35-year-old had developed blood clots in the lungs, but was recovering. Both had received vaccines from the same batch, the authorities said. Danish authorities said on March 10th that one person who had clots after receiving the vaccine died. Uh, of course, we had the case of the Moderna vaccine in Utah, I believe it was, uh, was the um, 
surgical assistant uh, for a plastic surgeon who was required to get it by her employer. She died 30 hours later of liver failure. Also, another woman who was a physical therapist in a uh, in a long-term care home received a COVID shot on Tuesday, and she was dead on Thursday. She was 29 years old. So what we're seeing now is really interesting. Uh, and it well, it's terrible, first of all. But what what's interesting about it is we're seeing more people die of this vaccine at a younger age than we would have seen of COVID. That's what we're seeing. Now, if there's something that uh, I'm missing here, uh, gentlemen, I'm, I'm inclined to, uh, to hear your takes on this. But to be quite honest, before this, we didn't see any result or any cases of 25 to, to 35 year olds or uh, even up to 40 year olds dying of this within two to four days. We didn't see it. And now all of a sudden you're seeing all this stuff happen after people take these vaccines. On Sunday, the Dutch said that there have been six new reports of clotting and uh, whatever a low platelet count is. I can't pronounce that. Throm, uh, throm- I need GP for this. It's a low platelet count, whatever that is. Thrombocytopenia? Hold on. I think I'm what you're talking about. Oh, thrombocytopenia? That's it. That's it. Okay. Cells. Yeah. Cyto. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thrombocytopenia. <laughs> I, I don't know these words, man. That's the first time it's I've ever seen Latin. that word. Yeah, I don't speak Latin. Sorry. You don't? I, I don't <laughs> what about Greek? No, I don't speak. You speak Greek? Asian Greek? No. No, there was a sign over here in Italian. I told you to actually read it to me. We were in that church. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. The World Health Organization said on Friday that it hadn't found the link between vaccine and clots and urged countries to keep inoculating with the shot. Oh, those people, I swear to God. In a statement on Sunday, AstraZeneca said that there was no evidence of COVID-19 vaccine led to an increased risk of blood, so- blood clots. Of course, they would say that about their own product. Around 17 million people in the EU and the UK have now received our vaccine, and the number of cases of blood clots reported in this group is lower than the hundreds of cases that would uh, that would be expected among the general population. I don't believe there's a high number of people taking those. I'm just saying. The highest number of vaccines you've got right now in the Western world are in the US and in the UK. Those are your two highest vaccine countries right now. Uh, and on the mainland of Europe, you really don't have that many people that are taking these things. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen a single vaccination center anywhere, nowhere. Are you going Are you going by sheer number or per capita? For, for vaccine? vaccines? Per capita. Uh, Israel is the highest per capita. Israel, yes. Yeah, they've got over half. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. How do I say this? You've got doctors out there now that are predicting that we're going to be seeing sometime within the next four to 14 months, we're going to start seeing massive amounts of people dying from taking this. Because what's going to happen, because this is not a vaccine, because it's gene therapy, it's rewriting how your body's going to behave when it comes in contact with a virus. So if it comes in contact with something, your body is going to create an autoimmune response and it's going to attack your body. And of course, these are probably going to be referred to as COVID deaths, aren't they? With no actual uh, symptoms of anything like that. And of course, the whole thing will have to go back into, uh, uh, you know, we'll have to go back into lockdowns and all the rest of it. And we'll be tied up with all these variants. The the mainstream media is out again today saying that there's a new uh, variant that's been found in France. Give me a break. Give me a break. Europe is battling a third wave. There was no there is no third wave. There was no second wave. Hell, there was no first wave. 14 days to flatten the curve. Has everybody forgotten that? See, we're too busy. Right. Everybody's too busy. Everybody's too busy, worried about what's going to happen here and what we're going to do and when we're going to get to see people again. You're worried about this variant. You're worried about that variant. You're worried about a vaccine. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. What you're not paying attention to is what should be paid attention to by our national governments, which is where did this come from? Where did this come from? And why are we not coming together to fight against this problem? That's the conversation that should be going on here. Not tied up with variants and COVID passports and and managing all this crisis that they're engineering. 
But instead, we should have representative national governments that come out in defense of we the people and say, "Okay, this is where it came from and this is what we're going to be doing about it. Take what precautions you feel as though are necessary, but we need to get on with this. We've been closed for a year. China's been open. There's no talk of mass vaccinations in China. Do you know why? Because they're not doing it, because there's no need to. Italy seized 400,000 doses of AstraZeneca vaccine, er, the AstraZeneca vaccine, and are conducting a criminal investigation after a man died hours after receiving the shot. On Monday, prosecutors in the northern region of Piedmont said that they had seized the doses after Sandro Tognati, a 57-year-old music teacher, fell ill and died shortly after getting vaccinated on Sunday. Of course, officials have not yet determined if his death has been related to the inoculation. Of course not. You know, we need to wait for a uh, coroner's report. But uh, on Sunday, Piedmont's regional government suspended the use of uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine and prosecutors the next day said it was important to seize the doses to ensure the vaccine does not lead to further consequences. Yeah, you don't want anybody else dying. I can't say that I'm surprised. We kind of figured that this is where this was going to go. When you skip trials, you skip testing. This is what you get. Shame on us for allowing these out of control freaks uh, to do this. I want to play a clip here, Uh, and any of you are welcome to jump in here. You know, I'm kind of rambling here, but uh, I want to play a clip here of of Mr. Bill Gates. I'm sure everybody here is familiar with Bill Gates, a guy named Bill Gates. Yeah, you guys heard of him before? He's the guy that mows my lawn? Uh, Yeah, and I I think uh, he wants to sell you a a synthetic meat uh, printed from a a 3D printer, I I think. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm really into that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know GP, you're all, you're all into like the GMO steak trees and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm sticking with my coyote cabbage on that one. All right. Better life through science. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with my coyote cabbage, but I want to play a clip here of Bill Gates. All right. Now I want you to pay very close attention to what he has to say here. He's talking about a number of things. He's talking about human population. He's talking about CO2 and he's talking about vaccines. Are we hearing anything related to these three things right now? Are we not? Mm. I want you to hear what he has to say, right? We've played this clip here before, but I think it's a, I think it's extremely important because it's in our faces, right? Now, take a listen to this. This is something that has to get to zero. Now, we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. Lockdowns. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, That's (laughs) back from high school algebra. But let's let's take a look. People are Uh, laughing. First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Uh, now, reproductive health services. That's abortions. That's Planned Parenthood. Now, uh, another another thing real quick before we get off too far. Uh-huh. The the thing he pointed out there uh, based on the services you use. And, wait, services I use. What, what does that sound like? Is that sound like the narrative we're hearing with ESGs currently? 
Uh-huh. Your carbon footprint. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, your environmental contribution or, or whatever. Yeah. He said a few things there at the end, right? He's He's got it. Like I said, it's in our faces. He's standing on stage talking to a, a sold-out theater of people. He said, you got a world population of 6.8 billion. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job with this, with new vaccines, mm-hmm. health care, and reproductive health, okay? Now, correct me if I'm... That. We can reduce that by about 10 to 15 percent. Now, okay. explain to me, explain to me, there is only, okay. how on earth do you reduce the world's population through use of a vaccine unless it is either euthanization or sterilization? I don't know of a third option. Do any of you gentlemen? You know, the underhand talk over here is... uh is that it's it's going to sterilize people? There's uh, there's sorry, a, yeah, a movement here in California in California that this is going to reduce your virility, yeah, or your ability to get pregnant. Well, there, there's a lot of um, autoimmune problems with pregnancy in the first place. You know, even without having our DNA slightly modified by a vaccine, you, you know, there, it does not modify our DNA. Well, come on, <laughs> well, whatever it does. Um, it doesn't do what traditional inert material vaccines do. It's it's active. It does something. So, you know, within pregnancy, within childbirth, there's all kinds of autoimmune problems that crop up and, and women still still die from these things, you know. So without this, which makes your body respond to a foreign body or a foreign cell or a virus or whatever in a different way to the way we normally respond. I, I don't know. I don't know enough science to say this for certain, but the feeling here in, in the UK amongst the sceptical is that because they've heard William Gates spout off such, uh, you know, eugenicist bull, um, is that that's what their plan is all along, to um, reduce fertility, cut down population growth, have us down to about 20% of the current population. And the reason we're sceptical and can be accused of sounding like lunatics is because we've heard Bill Gates say things like, we've got to get this down to zero. And and through healthcare and reproductive health and vaccination, we might be able to reduce that down by 15%. He's talking about killing people somehow that wasn't a mistake, was it? He didn't misspeak. He the, said what, exactly what was it. on his mind. Yeah, and the yeah. crowd's sitting there laughing about it. Well, you know, some sycophants will just lap up anything a rich man says. People like Gates, who's been so heavily involved in all of the vaccination research by donating money to the research establishments, which he knows that he's going to get, I think he said in another interview, a 20-fold return. On his um, on on his investments, so yeah, we're skeptical too, and, and we think those that are skeptical think it has something to do with fertility. What do you think the point is? I mean, I'm I'm looking at vaccine numbers here, and we're roughly around. Uh, Bruce, you pulled these numbers. We were going over these uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're looking here around three people out of every 100 are taking vaccines. That's not high enough for these people. The thing that I that I wonder is where's the pushback. Where, where do you think that point is, in your humble opinion? Where do you think that comes into play here, or does it? Well, no, we, like I said earlier on in this podcast, we've been dumbed down. We've been fed total propaganda by the media. The concept of uh, a COVID pass 
sport is being spoken about within government and within policy, and um, people will follow it. I don't think there will be a pushback apart from people like us who, um, and I actually can only really speak for myself, people like me who have already declined the vaccine. Now, the first people were the over 80s, so the very elderly within our society. Then the over 70s, and then it moved into the 50s to 50s to 70-year-olds. All of those have stopped reproducing. Once they start vaccinating younger and younger people, then we might see exactly what's happening. Maybe it's it's not. I, I honestly don't know. But my scepticism tells me that these vaccines are dangerous and they have an ulterior motive. And I'm pretty sure that ulterior motive is to is to re- reduce facility so that we're not breeding so much. Yeah, and to your uh, to your point there, you asked uh, when they're going to start doing this on younger and younger. This is out of One American News. Moderna begins testing COVID nineteen vaccine on infants and children. Now we haven't seen any evidence whatsoever. There's no data to support that anything even spreads between infants and children. There's been no evidence of that whatsoever. Moderna has started testing its COVID-19 vaccines on infants and children. According to reports on Tuesday, the pharmaceutical company is seeking to expand approval for its vaccine. Authorization is what they mean to say, not approval. None of these are approved. For those between the ages of six months and 12 years, the study will consist of nearly 7,000 children in both the U.S. and Canada. Uh, there will be two parts to the study. The first part is where we will find the appropriate dose of the vaccine for children, explained Jacqueline Miller, who is Moderna's therapeutic area head for infectious diseases. Children often need lower doses of vaccines than adults, so we want to make sure we find the best dose that increases their immunity. Yeah, I'll bet you're after their immunity, all right. The side point that I wanted to make was talking about, you know, you're saying the population control. Well, there's one country that's really concerned about their population more than any other country in the world, and that's Israel. Yet they're the highest percentage of uh, their population is the highest percentage of receiving the vaccine. Yeah, but you've also got uh, you've got factions in Israel that are how do I put it? Uh, They war with each other. Anti-Israeli. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, that's I, I guess that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's the same thing with uh, the, with the uh, the leaders we're dealing with here. They have no uh, compassion for the the people of their countries. None. If they did, then they would actually be doing what needs to be done here, rather than subjecting them to all of this insanity. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing in Israel. Yeah, Israel has a 109 vaccines per 100. So in other words, 100 percent of the population has had at least one jab. Now that's not the case mm. because obviously they're giving two. Right. So, but. The majority of their population, but the the difference what Israel is doing, they're giving out green passes. So if you've gotten your vaccine, you get a green pass and you can go to the gym or to the beach or to the store, to the restaurants. You can can do all that. But if you Mm -hmm. don't have the green pass, you can't do any of those things. You can only go to the grocery store and home. That's it. Sounds like a great life. Awesome. No, it's just that they are a, um, I mean, they've always been historically against, you know, population control, especially within their own ranks. Mm -hmm. And for them to be the biggest proponent of getting a vaccine, is kind of an odd situation because it's a small community. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody would have come out and said, hey, this, they're just trying to kill us, but nobody's doing that in Israel. And their numbers are low for deaths and sicknesses and illnesses and everything else in Israel. Yeah, but. That hasn't stopped them. But no, no, I'm saying that they're all getting the vaccine and they're, they are seeing a reduction in a lot of the numbers because it's really, I don't know if you're familiar with the disease control centers that are over there, but they, um, they're very good about, they, they didn't fall so much into the hype of 
America where if you had COVID and you died by, you know, getting run over by a steamroller, that you're still a COVID death. They weren't doing that over there. So we're getting actually better data from, you know, from Israel on the effectiveness and the ineffectiveness of the vaccine. I mean, it could be, though, that herd immunity, because we've gotten over a year of time and the people that would normally get infected have already been infected and have already, you know, succumbed or had, you know, issues with the with the uh, virus. But now they are showing that there is a, re a reduced amount of people being hospitalized or dying from COVID-19 or COVID-19 related illnesses. Yeah, but we were seeing empty hospitals during the uh, the lockdowns anyway. So th mm -hmm. those weren't there. The lockdowns were shown to be ineffective when it came to anything uh, having to do with uh, preventing or anything like that. If anything, we were told the entire time, all the cases are spiking, the cases are spiking, but everything was closed. It didn't make any sense. It made no sense. I, I went by Whoa. hospitals. I went by doctor's offices. They no, no, empty. cases were spiking because it's positive. Okay, you got to understand how they do the format. It's cases were spiking. Yes, they're testing people. And more and more people were showing positive. Right. That is they had true. The, yeah. That's they had spiking, yeah. not hospital spiking. See, they, they yeah. just twist the words to make you think. They'll show you a picture of a hospital and say, oh, my God, the numbers are increasing. We have a 20 percent increase in positives for the COVID-19 and these variants a huge. And they'll just show pictures of hospitals. Right. Which will train your brain to think the hospitals are being overwhelmed. And that's not the case. We actually saw it. We actually saw it. It, it was uh, it was in an Eastern Bloc country. They actually had actors in full PPE and they had mm -hmm. a, a movie set set up mm -hmm. in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, like they were queuing it up. Marty, I even sent you that video. You saw it. Yeah, I saw that video. You sent it to me. I think it's because the the people were finally getting wise to stock videos of hospitals. So perhaps they had to make some new stock video that looked different, which is why they set up a film studio inside a hospital ward. It's just manipulation. It's it's manipulation by mass media, and we're suffering all the time, and we're cursed because we can see through it. Everybody else who's not seeing through it are blissfully ignorant. They're just looking forward to you know, it all ending, but we, we know it's not going to be a good ending. The thing, going back to the whole COVID infection rate and, and all that nonsense, the, the problem is with, with the hospitalizations, the infections, we were already seeing a trend downwards um, since like January of this year, before the vaccines were really taking effect. So you, you can't even attribute any of the declines that we're seeing to vaccines because it was already on the downtrend. So uh, we don't really have a good um, baseline, if you will. Everything was dropping. And it's just odd that it so happened that we, we kind of had a spike there before the election stuff. And then it's just kind of been on a trend downward since then. It's kind of well, odd that- I think that you know. I think that they started right around the election time. See, they had to lock everybody down pre-election because they had to pull their shenanigans and they didn't want anybody getting wise. So they had to tie everybody up and keep everybody, keep everybody occupied during that time. But then after that happened, after we got through the winter, now that we're starting to hit that upward trend out of the normal cold and flu season, which by the way, we haven't seen any flu cases this year in the US, the UK, or even mainland Europe. It's amazing. It's just a wonder of science. But now they pushed what after Christmas? After the holidays were over, what did they start pushing? Two masks, three masks, four masks in the U.S., right? 
medical grade masks in places you would go to, right? They started pushing all that. And then they started pushing more vaccines, more vaccines, more vaccines. Those started to come out. Now you're starting to see that agenda trend us out of this. So that way they can turn around as governments and say, oh, look, see, see what you did. You did exactly what we told you to do with with the masking and with the, the vaccines, which I don't believe the numbers on the vaccines, by the way. Then they can use that agenda to say, well, look, we're trending out of this because we did these things. So we did A, B, and C. That's why we're able to reach this point. But now I think they're just going to, I mean, you see more of these, uh, they're trying to push this uh, variant narrative again, and it's just like they're they're beating a dead horse. But I still think they're, they're doing enough to keep the agenda alive. But in the end, again, like I said, this is a side issue. As Marty said, though, we're, we're, <laughs> we're cursed in a way because we can see through it. And other people can't. They're looking forward to just getting back to normal. There's not going to be any going back to normal. We've been screaming that from the beginning. They have no intention of taking anything back to normal. They have every intention of, well, taking you to a place that you don't want to be taken to. That's just my personal opinion. But now comes the real, I guess, the real reality of it. We're going to see that in the coming months uh, from all these people that are lining up in lockstep, to use a policy paper analogy, uh, anybody's curious, they can go and look up what that is, to uh, roll up their sleeves uh, and take this thing. And I think they're just, uh, I think they're insane. Uh, I, I think you're, I think you're crazy. Without doing any, without doing any research, they're peddling all of this stuff on fear, right? This, this is a, this is exactly what we saw in the end of the Second World War with the fall of Germany. It was a neurotic system. It was driven by fear. Do you know what the real topic of this is? Is where did this come from and who funded it? That's the real topic. That's what needs to be discussed here. And thank God we're starting to now see some of the heavy hitters in podcasting come out and say these things that we were saying a year ago. Who are we? We're just Joe Blow nobodies, right? Mr. and Mrs. John Q. Taxpayer, if you will. That's all we are. But we were looking at the papers, we were looking at the articles, we were looking at the at the studies that were done back in the Obama administration with the National Institute of Health, Dr. Fauci's involvement in creating that gain-of-function research, having that funded by American academia, and having it shipped to China to have that research done in their P4 labs. That's the topic that needs to be... Instead, what do we get? That needs to be discussed. What do we get instead? We get Fauci on TV telling you what you can and can't do. We get the pathetic American president, if you even want to call him that, crazy Uncle Joe up there begging people that he needs their help. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like we're, we're looking at the left hand and we need to be looking at the right hand or vice versa, whatever analogy you want to use. Go ahead. I'm off my rant. We've said it all, mate. <laughs> it's always the rule of threes. With any joke, it's never the first guy that walks in or the second guy. It's always the third one. And that's what it's going to be like with the vaccines. The first batch, the you know, the really senior citizens, they're not going to, you're not going to notice it. The next lot, slightly younger, but still people who are not of breeding age, shall we say. And so once they've all had it and then they start putting it into the veins of young, healthy people who really don't need it because most of them have been asymptomatic. Um, so they, they don't really need this protection, but they, they're going to have it to give them those freedoms that have been taken away. And it will be the third, never mind the third wave of the virus, it will be the third tranche of the vaccinations is where all the problems will start to emerge. And it will be too late by then because... It'll be stuck into everyone's arm because they want to go to the pub 
They want to go to the theatre. They want to go to a cinema. They want to go clothes shopping. They want to get their hair cut and their nails done. And I'm afraid that's what's important to people because we've been dumbed down. I I, I don't know what else to say on this that we haven't already said, like, you know, over the year now on this nonsense related to COVID. I, I, I want nothing to do with the vaccine. I mean, that's just the, the, the bottom line on this. We don't know, we don't know any of the long-term effects of it. Uh, we're seeing it's, it's so far more dangerous for our age group. And then it, it, it's really more of a therapeutic. It's not even a, a vaccine. And we, uh, there was a video here, uh, a, a Mexican, uh, comedian grilled Fauci on, on this, on, uh, the vaccine and everything and COVID. And I finally found the video, but there was a few good moments in there where the dude asks legit questions, the, the same stuff we're talking about. And Fauci squirmed and you, you could tell he was sweating and, um, it, you know, he was, he was being called out on his lies and his answers were the same as every other politician. When they get caught, it was just round in circles, circle back, you know, that kind of BS. Well, we know what happens to these politicians when they get off script. Right. And the, the thing that the, the thing that really bothers me about all this is like Fauci is Fauci has been put up there as the front man to list off policy as to what people should and shouldn't be doing. The man has no right to speak. None. As I said, being polite, the man should have retired 25 years ago. That's being polite. Being a little bit more forthright, the man needs to be sitting before a judge and jury, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for all of this. And, and like I said, now we're not the only ones saying this. Now we got the big guys out there saying it. Thank God. Uh, and it's about time. I'm glad they decided to join the party. Now, I don't know exactly what took you so long. This should have been hit on last year when Trump was still in office. Instead, you had him up there as part of the Trump administration setting forth policy when, in fact, the son of a bitch was responsible for everything that we've gone through thus far. And I refuse to believe that he was alone. So, yes, when you put him in a position where he's asked real questions, then he can't talk in circles. That's the thing. Uh, Mike was on a couple of days ago. He says, I would love to go in and I would love to debate Fauci on vaccine uh, and, and virus efficacy. I would love to go in there and debate him on that. The reason I said you wouldn't get anywhere with it is because he wouldn't be allowed to speak. I'm not talking about Fauci. I'm talking about Mike. When he starts asking him real questions, he'd be removed. That's the problem with the with real questions. Like the real question is, where did it come from? Who's actually responsible? But all of those questions just lead to a, or should lead to a course of action. And the course of action, no one wants a global war, which is what what would happen if um, if you know the the real blame behind this was properly revealed and and accepted? But I believe it came from that Wuhan lab. I believe now more and more that it was released deliberately because you look at those things that I've mentioned before that police look for: motive, opportunity, and means. And they're all there. The main motive is to crush Western economies so that China, this new emerging you know, financial global superpower, can take a bigger chunk of the market. What we've got to do, the course of action, once the blame has been accepted, is stop buying from China, stop buying from globalist companies, try to elect independent politicians. 
all of those things. That's what we need to be persuading people to do. But of course, the alternatives have to be there in order for them to do that. And at the moment, the UK's manufacturing industry has has bottomed out some time ago, thanks to Europe, thanks to the EU. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't speak for America, but the impression I got was that manufacturing in America was on the decline as well. So, you know, once once blame has been properly established, which are, are the real questions that need to be asked, then the course of action to rectify the situation need to be taken. Obviously, in the in the U.S., the the, the problem is is um, it's those those damned Republicans, them and their those capitalists. That that's clearly the problem that right. in the U.S. Right. Being actually, you're not far off. You're you're not far off. I, I will I will grant you that. I know you're being facetious and all, but honestly, I don't think that that's anything to be facetious about. I blame them for allowing it to happen. I agree as far as politicians in general, because they, they haven't been trying to do what's best for the people. Uh, not not even really, <laughs> even if you just took out the best for the people and just stuck with the constitution, and this wouldn't have happened. But it, the capitalists, I think, are just as much to blame as well, because they're the ones yes. that agreed to go into to business with the government. And now they're both in bed together. And what's the best way to, to uh, ensure your profits? Uh, get the government to, well, I mean, really on a free market system is to create a superior product. But to them, it's uh, get in bed with the government to, to pass regulations to stifle competition so that they're the sole product. Yeah. And also, you, you want to create a product, you want to keep it uh, at a low production cost. So what do you do? You run it through China. You don't do it in the US. You can't run the same product through in the US at 50 cents a day. You can't do it. So that, that's the other thing here is you've got the businesses, you've got the manufacturers, you've got the crony capitalists that all went over and, uh, and with the politicians and all went over and jumped in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. That's the problem here. And, and no one wants that to stop. So you've got uh, that whole thing like that whole that whole facade has now been pulled back. Uh, and, and, and that's the real issue is if you can somehow and, and I, I firmly believe this and I'm, I'm open to this and we'll, we'll make this our last point. Uh, but if you can somehow, if you can deal a blow to the Chinese Communist Party, if the CCP comes down, and, and I mean comes down, if that is in at all possible, how difficult do you think it would be to knock off these Western elites that have sold us out and they're turning their backs on us now? Because make no mistake about it, that is their reinforcement is Communist China. Not the Chinese people, to be very clear, it's the Chinese government. That's their reinforcement. That's what they're backing all this up on. All this authoritative lockdown stuff, all this crap you've seen out of Mr. Doomsday, Mr. Armageddon, Neil Ferguson out of the UK, all these lockdowns that went on, that's where they got it. They all got it from China. The COVID passports, it's all coming from China. As a matter of fact, we covered it last week. China has stepped in and said, oh, your inefficient systems in the West, it's going to take you three months to do that. Well, we can step in and we can run it in a week. We can do it in a week. You see, all this stuff has now come from the same place. And the reason you're seeing all of these things work together in harmony is because all the Western elites are on board with this Klaus Schwab garbage down in Davos, Switzerland with the Great Reset are all in bed with communist China. So if you can throw an ass kick into the Chicoms, then I think these Western elites will fall like dominoes. What do you guys think? No, I don't think so. Um, the trouble with throwing an ass kick into the Chicoms is that they are surrounded by a wall of 2 billion people. And it would take a very, very long time to get through that to get to them. But, and but. 
But there, there's, a, there's a key. And, and I understand what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. But here's the other thing. China's also in a they're in a very bad spot demographically. I mean, they don't want to start using their people, I think, as cannon fodder, at least not in the in the short term, because they don't have. a. I mean, you're talking. What What is it? Uh, is it six to one men to, to women in China? There's no way that they can replenish that population. There's no way that they can do that. They've signed on to a to to a basically a, a genocidal policy with these corrupt Western elites for the one child policy all those decades ago. And now it's caused a demographic crisis. So if they start offering their people up like that, they're going to start running out of people real quick and they're not going to have a population to replenish it with. Six um, is a little six is a little high just to be. Um, is it just for cleanup? It's uh, 114 males to every 100 females born. OK, but still, that that's that's not like th- those are not good numbers. Those are not sustainable numbers. No. If you start losing people not, in mass in a war. Concerned. They're not because the globalists, the ones that are really calling the shots, the ones that the you know the the, the Chinese Communist Party, but here's the, echelons are all in are all in with. They're yeah, not but, concerned about maintaining population levels. They're actually actively trying to reduce population levels. There, but, yeah, there's two different factions here. They're, like I, I I agree with you, but there's there's two different factions here. You've got the Western elites like Gates and and Schwab and all these guys that are concerned about the world population. They are on board with the Chinese Communist Party, but they're not I mean, they're unified in their takedown of the West. That's as far as the Chinese Communist Party is willing to go, in my humble opinion. That's as far as they're willing to go. They're looking out for their self-interest at the end of the day. They're not going to do a deal with Schwab and Gates after they've used these people. They're not going to do a deal with them. They're going to have them eliminated just like everyone else. I think it's more the the Gates, the the, the billionaires think they're using the Chinese people, the the CCP. I think yeah. it's more of a they think they're the ones in control and power. They're they're using the CCP. They're using um, progressives, the anarcho communists, the, the BLM people. They're using all those groups. Even here in the U.S., they're using the Muslim people as well to try to further their own ends. And I think even if you take out the CCP out of you take that out of the picture, you're still going to have these corporations and companies go for places like India, uh, Vietnam. You know, you, you have other nations over there that you can move manufacturing to that would still keep your your expenses low. Uh, so, and even still, if you brought it back to the U.S., you would have things like manufacturing being completely uh, robotic. So, in a sense, you could really reduce the uh, costs, even if you brought it back home. So, at this point, I don't really think uh, you know taking government corrupt governments out of the picture. I don't think that's really going to help the situation necessarily. It might slow thing it might buy us time slows things down but no i don't i don't think it's going to really do anything this whole thing is such well it messes with your head doesn't it about the scale of corruption and the level it goes to and how do you fight back against it it seems insurmountable but you know the government isn't buying lots of stuff from bezos via amazon it's the people and if the people just vote with their cash, vote with their you know disposable incomes, and stop funding these global organisations. Then, then we stand a chance because even though we know the money's not real, it's just made up numbers, and they're printing as much money as they as as they want to. If people aren't spending it, 
with the global companies, then the money doesn't move around. It's that moving around that the elite need. Uh, you know, like I say, it, it just it is messed with my head, and I'm finding it difficult to put forward any any clear points on it. But I, I just wish we could stop our habit. You know, break the habit of of buying everything online, buying from global companies, and see if we can't undermine them that way. What's funny is um, some of the small businesses, it, when you when you look at their inventory and they're like, hey, can you get, uh, you know, can you order in this and try to do business with the, the smaller business? Do you know where they buy it from? Oh, yeah. They it's buy it Amazon. from China. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's um, difficult to do. To, when, when even when you're trying, depending on the product, it's it's actually difficult to to go to companies that don't actually order from China or from Amazon or or something. Even even at a local level, depending on what the product is for the stuff that we do, you know, like uh, the electronics and the sound and uh, equipment and whatnot, you can act uh, you can go through companies that manufacture the the products in other locations, you know, Australia, Germany, even here in the US. So, but you have to you have to be choosy and and those products usually cost a little bit more. Of course they cost more because then they're being manufactured by people who aren't being paid less than a dollar a day. And it there's a moral question there. We should all analyze what we buy, where it comes from and how people who are making that stuff are actually being used and manipulated and taken advantage of. But we don't because we're greedy people uh, and and we always want the cheapest deal. All right. uh, We are out of time, so we are going to have to go. But it's been a fascinating conversation as always. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here today. So for those of you who have not jumped into our Telegram channel yet, you are wasting time. Get over there. Get signed up to our Telegram channel. Search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence. We're a public channel. We will pop right up. You will get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week uh, that's only available to our Telegram subscribers. If you listen to the one from a couple of days ago on Saturday, you'll get to hear Marty in a rare uncensored form. And he's talking about comedy. It was great fun, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. It was really good fun. I had to go and wash my mouth out with soap and water off afterwards though was a great time uh but yes uh, get signed up to us on telegram also if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips and we would ask you to pass this along to friends family and known associates we are trying to grow here as much as possible but we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass this along we would appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcast also if you're rating podcast if you give us a rating when you get a chance that would be fantastic as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right gentlemen it has been an absolute pleasure great having both of you in here today to join bruce and i appreciate that you guys have a fantastic evening thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening we'll see you tomorrow bye all bye all